Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let the Right Film In. My name is KJ. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about the new Danish horror thriller film, Speak No Evil. I took a couple weeks off, so I am back uh, with a new episode and a new movie that just came out recently here in the U.S. came out on Shudder about a week ago or so, and it's been about a week since I've watched this film. I watched it and then kind of wanted to review it quickly, but wasn't able to, so I have sat on the film quite a bit. Like I said, normally I don't wait too long to talk about a movie. For one, I normally forget about it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have kind of a short memory when when it comes to movies and like TV shows. I'll remember the gist, but it's hard to always remember everything that happened, so I usually try to... Uh, record as soon as I watch a movie or a TV show. But unfortunately, like I said, I watched it and I just wasn't able to the next day or so. So I had to wait, like I said, about a week now. So yeah, Speak No Evil is a Danish horror film. And I've heard about this film. I heard about it, yeah, a little while ago. It came out uh, at the 2022 Sundance Film Festival. Seems like a lot of movies that I talk about premiere there. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of horror movies in general seem to premiere at Sundance. But yeah, I first heard about this film when it premiered there at the Sundance Film Festival. So about in January or February or so. And I remember a lot of people talking about how dark and bleak this movie was. So I stayed away from trailers. Um, I stayed away from plot synopsis. I stayed away pretty much from everything. I kind of went into this movie blind. And then I heard that Shutter picked it up. And then when they premiered it there, like I said, about a week ago or so, I pretty much just sat down one night and pressed play and kind of went in with no uh, expectations. Just from what I heard, everyone that talks about this movie, uh, everyone says the same thing, that the movie is very bleak, very dark, very disturbing. So that's kind of all I knew going into the movie. And yeah, yeah, so we'll talk spoilers in this episode, of course, but yeah, right off the bat, I will say <laughs> the bleak and disturbing aspects, what everyone has mentioned about this film is very true. <laughs> if you have not watched this film yet, it is very dark and bleak, but doesn't get too dark and too bleak until kind of the end of the movie. Um, yeah, so it starts off, it's a pretty simple story, to be honest. You know, we got this two Danish couples. Uh, let me look up their names real quick. Uh, Bjorn and Luis. Uh, they have a daughter, Angus, and they're on a holiday in Italy. They shot these actual scenes in Italy. It's summertime, so it's nice, bright, light, <laughs> very, you know, summer looking. And while they're there, like we get introduced to the dad, who I would say is kind of our main character. And I don't know. I don't know if they made this a purpose, the writers and director, who is a brother duo. So I forgot to mention them. This film is directed by Christian uh, Toofdrup. I probably butcher that very badly. And his brother Mads, same last name. Don't want to try it again. Um, yeah, brother Mads wrote this film. Actually, they co-wrote the movie together, and then Christian actually directed it. But going back to what I was saying, I think the dad, what I first gathered was that he was kind of bored with his life somewhat. You know, he's probably in his mid-30s, maybe early 40s. Uh, got a young child and he just seems a little bit kind of bored maybe just stuck in a rut or just in a routine just kind of going through life which I feel like we can all kind of sympathize with you know especially as we kind of get older uh, the day-to-day -day, you know life and everything sometimes you just kind of feel like you know I'm just going through the motions so I for some reason I really got that vibe with the dad pretty early on and then when they meet this couple it seems to kind of spark somewhat of like life into him he seems pretty you know interested in this couple so we meet like i said this dutch couple patrick 
and his wife, Karen, and they have a young son, Abel, who doesn't talk because he was born with um, like half a tongue, basically, or a very small tongue, so he has a really hard time communicating. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they kind of hit it off. It's still kind of awkward, and the first time we actually um, see Patrick, the Dutch husband, he goes and basically just takes a chair from uh, Bjorn and his daughter's stuff is on there. And he says, you know, oh, excuse me, my daughter's stuff here. And but he's still because he's being polite. He lets him take the chair when they're at like the swimming pool. And that's kind of the first introduction to him. And then they kind of hit it off later, like when they're in the streets. I think they're like looking to go out to dinner or something. I don't know exactly how long. Maybe they spent a couple nights hanging out. But like I said, they kind of hit it off. And it seems like especially Bjorn. Um, he kind of seems more interested in Patrick. He mentions he's a doctor and they kind of just seem very interesting, which again, like I said, I think all of us have kind of, you know, when you meet like a couple or you meet somebody, I don't want to say you kind of fantasize about them, but you kind of, they seem to be living, you know, this great life that, you know, you're just interested in. So that's kind of like the setup to the movie, what I was getting, even though, uh, Bajorn's wife, Louise, she seems more content, you know, and the daughter and everything, but he kind of just a little bit maybe bored and just wanting to, you know, maybe go on like, I guess, a new adventure or try something new. You just get those vibes. So once, you know, the holiday's over and he goes back home, they go back home. And again, we kind of get like this uh, montage of just him and his wife, you know, kind of going through the motions when they're back in Denmark. You know, we see him like washing the dishes and, you know, him just going to work and coming home. And then they get an invitation from the Dutch couple, basically just inviting them to come spend a weekend at like their house. Yeah, their house in the Netherlands. They did mention when they were in Italy, you know, oh, yeah, you guys should come over one day. But probably, you know, at first you just assume they're just being polite. And yeah, even though we know this isn't going to happen, but they actually do send down an invitation with, I think, a picture of all of them together and saying, yeah, come out, basically. And he seems very interested, the husband. His wife, Louise, is also kind of like, eh, isn't that a little bit odd? And when they're having dinner with another couple, they ask them, or at least he does. He's like, you know, does it seem odd that this couple asks us to go? And they're kind of like, eh, it doesn't hurt to, you know, have another couple, you know, in another country that you can be friends with. So, yeah, right off the bat, (laughs) at least me being somewhat of an introvert and, and I would be very uncomfortable with that. There's no way I would be a couple I just met. I would just go out and spend the weekend in their house. If anything, maybe like my wife and I, if we met like another couple in another state or so, not too far, maybe get like a hotel somewhat and make kind of a trip out of it and go visit them. That's kind of what I was thinking if I was in this situation. But to just go and stay at their house when you've only met them, yeah, and actually spend time with them like a few nights on holiday, eh, I don't know. <laughs> but they, like I said, they have two kids. Both of them have kids that are about the same age. So that's somewhat of an excuse like, oh, because I believe they mentioned the Dutch couple, their son, Abel, like, oh, he's excited to see Angus. You know, he wants her to come so he could like show her, you know, whatever their house and everything. So that does like help, I guess, for this couple to get together. You know, they, I don't have kids, but from what I've heard and know, people who have kids sometimes just, you know, they hook up with other couples or get together with other couples who have kids to like kind of, you know, knock out two birds with one stone, basically. So what I liked about this film, we'll get more into it, is you pretty much, you know, we're going into this movie and you know that it's a horror film. At least we, the audience, know that we're in a horror film. 
the Danish couple do not know this, <laughs> but we suspect that something's going on with this Dutch couple, why they invited them over. Even though at first they don't seem sinister or anything, you just kind of maybe are getting the vibes that something's going to go um, amiss here. The opening shot of this movie, actually, it does like the typical horror route where we see this car you know in the dark kind of driving down like a long street and then we see them like someone coming out of the car very ominous and then it cuts to the holiday in italy where like i said it's like summertime so yeah us the audience we know we're in a horror movie they we know that the this couple and everyone involved is in a horror movie but of course yeah the danish couple do not i was looking up so once they i'll get to this so once they go to um Holland and they meet up with the Dutch couple everything seems okay at first there's just starting to be like little hints that something is a little bit off right we learned that Louise is a vegetarian which she told them this couple when they were out to eat in Italy and the first thing when they go to this couple's house in Holland um, Patrick he's like cooking ribs or something <laughs> meat basically and is like right off the bat like oh you gotta taste this come on taste it and instead of them, you know, just saying, uh, Bjorn and Luis just saying, oh, you know, she's a vegetarian, you know, oops, maybe you forgot, no biggie. Um, they just play polite and she actually does take a bite of it. So it's kind of just like the first hint of what this movie is going for is that this couple kind of can't just say no. And how far basically are they willing to go? How much are they willing to put up with before they finally, you know, put an end to this trip and say, we're going home basically. So yeah, it just starts off right there with this couple, but it's a simple mistake. They probably just forgot no biggie. Um, but they could have mentioned it right there and then like, you know, Hey, you know, I forgot to tell you, or maybe you forgot I'm a vegetarian. Louise could have said, but no, she does take a bite of it. And again, that's just like the first instance of this Dutch couple kind of, yeah, taking advantage to show maybe a little bit more power over them. Um, they also, you know, they set up a room for Angus to sleep with Abel. They set up like a little bed, basically like in his room. Bjorn and Luis are like, well, maybe she would have, you know, she's going to sleep with us or whatever. But the Dutch couple, they very much insist, oh, no, no, he wants, you know, uh, he was really excited for her to come and he wants her to, you know, he wants to show her his room and all that. So again, they kind of give in there. We also get a really creepy scene when they go out and they kind of just go to like the park, start sightseeing a little bit. And the young kid, Abel, he's like standing in front of the slide that Angus wants to go down. She wants to slide, you know, go down the slide, but he's like in the way. And they're calling out to him like, oh, you know, is it okay if you move? You know, he doesn't. Something just seems a little off with him. <laughs> and they go to his parents and they're like, hey, do you mind asking if he can move? And the dad, Patrick, just like kind of like stomps up to him, grabs him very forcefully and just like berates him and yells at him and get, makes him get out of the way, basically. And again, very uncomfortable, <laughs> makes us the audience and everyone involved very uncomfortable seeing him being very aggressive and mean to his child um, at the time. <laughs> so yeah, very uncomfortable there. There's another scene a little bit later uh, when they're doing like a dance kind of uh, little dance, both Angus and Abel, and he just berates him again, just, you know, telling him he's crap and start over, start over and just like really kind of laying it on him that, you know, he's... Un, you know he's not pleased basically with this dance routine but it's just these two kids doing the silly little dance it's no big deal <laughs> but again yeah there's so much red flags uh just from the beginning once they get there 
And another big red flag, again, I'm not a parent, but when they want to go out to dinner, basically, and Bajorn and Luis and Angus get all ready to go, Patrick and uh, Karen, they're like, oh, no, no, the kids are going to stay here. We got a babysitter. And again, this, uh, they don't know, basically, this couple, you know, they're still new to this friendship. They're in a new country, in a new area, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, Bajorn and Luis are just expected to leave their daughter, their young daughter, with this older guy that shows up at the door that's like the local babysitter, basically. And even though he doesn't like seem creepy, it's still just like a middle-aged man coming over. You don't know him. And at first, they are a little bit turned off and like, eh, well, we thought she would come with us, but they insist, no, 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 just us, you know, four are going to go out to dinner and have a good time. And no biggie. He he watches all the kids in the neighborhood. And again, they pretty much okay the situation and head out. And again, it's just very, very like, come on, guys, <laughs> maybe step up a little bit or it's just really, you know, you put yourselves in there, you put yourself in their shoes. You know, what would you do? Basically, how far would you let this go? before you put your foot down and say no. And when they go out to dinner with the Dutch couple, they go kind of like to a bar basically. And you know, they're it's again, it's an okay meal. They're having an okay time. All like their interactions are somewhat awkward and somewhat forced a little bit. It's not like they're like super, I don't know, their chemistry is gelling off the charts or anything. They're kind of still like awkward with each other. Luis even tells him, Bajorn, that she doesn't really feel that comfortable. She kind of wants to leave, but he really insists that they stay and, you know, they just got there. But when they go out to dinner at this bar, they end up like dancing or at least the Dutch couple wants to dance, Patrick and Karen. And <laughs> they just, I don't know, they're kind of, you know, getting drunk and they get on the dance floor and they're just like really all over each other and, you know, kissing and making out and the way they're dancing, kind of groping each other. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, again, when you don't really know them, you're not like really close friends. And when they're driving home, the uh, Dutch guy, Patrick, he's like blaring the music and, you know, singing really loud and he's really drunk and they're just swerving all over the road and pretty much at any moment can just like hit an oncoming car, but there's really no other cars on the road or just like hit a tree or just end up in a ditch. And you think again, they would be like, you know, stop the car, let one of us drive, but they don't. And once they get back to the house, even again, more awkwardness because uh, the young daughter, Angus, she cries out. She wants, you know, they're her parents, but they're busy kind of hooking up in their guest room and they ignore her. And then the Dutch couple basically go take her and put her in their bedroom. So when uh, Luis, you know, goes out to like go to the bathroom, she sees her young daughter sleeping in the same bed as the Dutch couple. And Patrick, the guy, is actually naked. You can like see his butt and he's like laying on his stomach and she's like sleeping. I don't think she's in between them, but kind of on the side. Really just like, what the heck is going on here? And she does put her foot down there and then and says, you know, we're done. We're getting out of here. To which Bajorn agrees to and they do leave in the middle of the night um without them knowing they pack up everything get in the car head out and as they're leaving of course angus she has like this stuffed rabbit that she carries with her everywhere and of course she forgot it at the house or she believes she can't find it and they're being pretty much making their you know breakaway getting away the dutch couple doesn't know they left but because of this rabbit that they assume is missing and she's freaking out, instead of the dad just, you know, putting his foot down and be like, we're going to get you a new one or we'll find it somewhere when we get home. He turns around. They turn around to go back to the house. 
And they actually, you know, interact with the Dutch couple. And that's when they persuade them, the Dutch couple, Karen and Patrick, to have them stay. They say, oh, you know, you know, what's wrong? You know, why, you know, my bad, you know, host and all this stuff. And they lay out the reasons, you know, that they, that she was a vegetarian that made her uncomfortable. And, you know, he apologizes. And then they talk about, you know, going to the bar and how they were dancing and groping each other. And you can kind of see the Dutch couple's point of view because they're like, well, we just, you know, we were just having fun. We were letting loose. We're, you know, going out, you know, we're parents and our kid was staying home. So we kind of, you know, this is how we show love and affection towards each other. And again, even though, you know, I'm on the side of the Danish couple being like, eh, it's a little too much and a little uncomfortable. I guess, you know, that you can look at it as the Dutch couple and say, ah, you know, I guess maybe that's just how they are. They're real flirtatious. And when they get a lot of drinks in them, that's just how they're going to act. And really no harm uh, was done in that situation. But they do mention, you know, when you were drunk driving and you could have got killed and really no excuse for that, basically. But he persuades them, you know, just stay, stay one more night. They were only going to stay one more night in general and at the end of the day. So just stay, you know, the next day is going to be really fun for us. You're kind of just screaming at uh, Bjorn and Luis and you're just like, come on, guys, just go. <laughs> but no, because they're polite and they kind of give in and they decide to stay. And we get a little kind of montage of them kind of having fun and it seems like maybe they're hitting it off and... Uh, we see the two wives cooking and the two guys go to like a quarry and or they spend time like in a sauna or like a hot tub and uh, yeah they're kind of just hitting it off and all that and we do find out from when the two guys go they go to like a quarry where they can just like let out their anger and scream and Patrick tells him you know no one can hear you here which is like foreshadowing basically for the end of the film and let out all your anger and kind of uh Bajoran tells him about how you know that he's friends with people he doesn't even like and you know kind of just going through the motions of life like I kind of mentioned early on so we kind of get that clear you know that confirmation of uh, the dad and how he's kind of bored with his life somewhat and you know going on this trip and meeting this couple has kind of like sparked you know somewhat of life back into him and then that's when I was saying how the film really once I think it was after this was when we had that dance little sequence of the two kids wanting to perform for their parents and we see Patrick just completely berate poor Abel and yelling at him and being a little physical as well and it's really awkward and they actually you know Luis and Patrick stand up to them and it's just like We're, what are you guys doing basically and you know they kind of get you know they go back and forth but uh, Bajorn and Luis they do stand up and they're like they're just kids and then there's also another sequence right before that or right after when they're at the dinner table and Karen is really like telling Angus what to do pretty much like being the boss and like her mother basically and you know kind of commanding you know sending out commands and telling her what to do and being a little forceful as well to when Louise finally snaps as well and is like you know this is my daughter stop talking to her like that again you're just like come on guys just <laughs> pack it up and go but no, they, you know, they cool off and it seems like they're going to leave the next day anyways. And then we kind of get the big twist of the movie. So I wasn't planning on kind of doing a big kind of plot review for this film, but it seems like we're going that way. So we get the big kind of twist of the movie. Again, we know something's off, but it's when Bajorn goes to like the side house, like the guest house, uh, almost like a shed. And he goes in, he goes to the attic, and he sees all these pictures, and they're just like, yeah, displayed on the wall, the ceiling, and 
it's the same picture that they kind of took when they were on holiday in Italy of, yeah, Patrick and Karen with a different kid with another couple and a kid. And yeah, it's very clear at this point that Abel, the kid where they have right now is not their kid. <laughs> and we know, yeah, something's going on. They're taking kids, they're swapping, they're kidnapping. What are they doing to this other couples? I mean, there's a lot of pictures. So they have done this many of times from, you know, what we figure out what they do at the end. But he, of course, panics. He goes like back down and we see poor uh, young Abel was murdered. He's laying uh, face first <laughs> in the pool or like, yeah, like the little pool or hot tub dead floating there. And he goes and quickly gets, you know, his wife, Louise, his daughter, and packs up and is like, we got to get out of here. I kind of wish he would have maybe explained to his wife and like, maybe he didn't want to freak her out. But it was like, maybe if he would have told her, you know, hey, you know, these people aren't good. We got to get out of here. He kind of just like, oh, we're leaving, we're leaving. They're kind of, you know, out of it. It's the middle of the night. They head out. They start driving on the road. Like I said, they're kind of in the middle of nowhere. But the Dutch couple wakes up and they start following them. And I think it's when, I don't know if they run out of gas. I think they get gas, but it's when they, or no, he ends up swerving off and he's like in a ditch and they can't get out. So another thing in a horror movie is you don't leave your family, but Bajorn, he sees like a house kind of in the distance and he tells them, I'll be right back. He goes out to try to get help, but Patrick and Karen kind of roll up and meet up with uh, Luis and Angus. And they just tell Louise that, oh, Bajoran called us to pick you up. So she doesn't know anything's wrong. And again, because he didn't say anything to her when he woke up, she just gets in the car willingly with them. And what's his name? Bajoran is obviously he's all covered in uh, mud. He like fell and everything. And he comes to the car. He sees his family in there. And again, instead of just like, I don't know, doing something, he's panicking and pretty much in shock and Patrick comes up and it's like you know if everything if you do what we say everything will be okay so as they're driving they end up stopping in front of kind of like a van like a white van that's like in the middle of the road it turns out to be the babysitter the middle-aged guy that's like the local babysitter he just comes walks right up to the car comes to the back seat and takes hold of Louise kind of pins her like against the door and this is when again it just kind of ramps up to like a 20 <laughs> and Karen pulls out a pair of scissors grabs Angus and we know what's going to happen here and basically just cuts off her tongue right there and then in front of her parents and they're just screaming and in shock and then the babysitter guy just grabs young Angus and takes her away and she's screaming for help and bloody and you see her mouth all bloodied and just takes her and puts her like in the van and I'll give, I'll talk more about this when I kind of just go through the quick recap. But there, uh, Bjorn, he's in the front seat, but Patrick has punched him a couple of times, like to where he's not able to do anything. And Luis is just like screaming in shock. But yeah, they just, this happens so fast. And you see the entire scene. You see them grab her tongue, pull it out of her mouth, and then cut it. And I just was squirming in my seat, in my couch, basically. I was just like so uncomfortable. And, <laughs> just I was just watching their recent House of the Dragon episode where they did the same thing where they were they cut off a prisoner's tongue and I'm like this is in the past like two weeks I have seen two tongues get cut out and it's just like too much for me to handle I just oh it's so gross but yeah it's a very intense scene and then they just you know 
she they like i said that babysitter guy creepy guy takes her away throws her like in a van and then they just continue driving on and they're just like in shock and then they pull you know to the side of the road back to that quarry that they were at earlier and they just tell them you know get out of the car they get out of the car and then they tell them um the dutch couple tells uh, the danish couple you know get out of the car they get out they tell them to take off their clothes, to which they do. So, you know, it's pretty, I don't know when this was taking place, but it's cold. You can see their breath when they're breathing and they strip down. They're standing there naked. They're shivering. They're cold. It's very like they're vulnerable and it's so awkward and uncomfortable. And they have them walk down into the quarry. And before that, uh, Bajorn asks Patrick, you know, why are you doing this? And this is kind of like the strangers moment when the young kids were like, because you're home. But instead, <laughs> Patrick says, because you let us. And that's kind of it. That's like their last interaction, what they say to each other. And then they go down into this quarry while uh, Patrick and Karen are standing above. And both Bajorn and Luis, they kind of embrace, you know, they're shivering they're naked and then out of nowhere she just gets hit with a rock and yeah the dutch couple are up top just like throwing rocks at them until they like knock them out and they just keep hitting them with rocks and it's so because there's like no music really playing i don't believe and it's like you just hear the rocks hitting them and it just yeah they fall down and they kill them and they're just laying there naked and dead and it's so just bleak and dark and uncomfortable and it happens kind of fast to where it all ramps up in like the last 15 or so minutes and it just takes this turn where you're just like holy hell <laughs> and then yeah i think the last shot is like kind of above and we see the two couple laying there dead naked like in the morning when the sun rises and then we cut to probably a year later or so and we kind of do a full circle moment where we see Patrick and Karen, you know, driving in Italy somewhere nice. It's sunny. You could tell it's summertime. And we see young Angus just sitting in the back seat, looking very sad, just holding her bunny. And then that's the end of the film there. <laughs> so, yeah, very, very bleak, very dark, very unsettling. Um, while it, if that's what the director and writer was going for, yeah, they definitely succeeded in it being a very bleak, shocking ending. And I think, you know, I was reading a couple interviews with them and they said they were kind of just playing with the idea of, you know, Scandinavian politeness and how a lot of people from, uh, Scandinavian countries are very polite and they don't like, you know, awkward moments. They don't like to make a situation awkward or you know kind of instead of just saying no and putting their foot down maybe a lot of times they'll go with it and i think that's what like the director and writer the two brothers said they were kind of going for with this film was you know how far is a couple willing to go basically <laughs> before yeah they put their foot down and say no kind of like us the audience testing us and when would we actually do that because throughout this whole film yeah the danish couple it's just going along with everything when there's red flags everywhere throughout this film. And because they're basically, yeah, being nice and it is polite and they're being sociable and what one would expect to do in a situation, you know, not put up, you know, not make it awkward and not, you know, make tension, basically. It ends up with them getting killed. And I guess that's basically the last interaction when Bajorn asked Patrick, you know, why are you guys doing this? And they say, because you let us. It is true, you know. 
there was many of times they could have not showed up <laughs> at this house. They could have said no to the invitation from the beginning when they barely knew them. And when they did show up, there was a ton of red flags. Patrick being really mean and berating to his young kid, uh, Abel, and kind of being physical and verbally abusive towards him. And uh, even Karen, yeah, being kind of bossy and telling Angus what to do. And then, yeah, them getting drunk and driving and all that stuff. There was a lot of red flags and uh, situation cues where they could have put their foot down and left the situation. They almost did, actually, but they end up coming back. And because they didn't want that awkward interaction and to say no, they stayed. And, yeah, I mean, it's to the extreme. <laughs> but I think, yeah, it is for the audience and for us. I guess at times the lesson to be learned in this movie is say no. <laughs> and to when they're when they're red flags and when uh, there's situations that you're uncomfortable with to just get away. But yeah, I do appreciate the movie for that and kind of just me, you know, putting myself in the Danish couple's shoes and being like, what, what would I do, basically? I just know, personally, I probably wouldn't have even have showed up <laughs> for the weekend getaway, uh, not knowing a couple, basically. Like I said, I probably would have maybe like, oh, I'll get a hotel room or me and my wife will get a hotel room and we'll come, you know, we'll meet up for dinner, but we're not staying at your house or anything when I don't know you. I actually, quick story before I talk a little bit more, more about the film. I had an interaction years ago. I was at the grocery store, and I, I think I was wearing like a hiking shirt or something. And I remember a guy coming up to me. He was about my age, maybe a little bit older. This is when I was in like my early to mid 20s. And he came up to me and was like, Oh, you know, where do you hike at? And all this stuff. He was, you know, starting a conversation real friendly. And I, you know, we talked. And then he was just honest and he was like, yeah, me and my wife just moved here. We don't really have any friends and here's my business card. If you guys want to meet up, you know, go hiking or have dinner or a game night or something. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Even though in the back of my head, I was like, nah, never. But I remember going home to my wife and showing her the card and be like, yeah, this guy, you know, just kind of came up to me and was talking and she was like, no, 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 that's really weird. <laughs> and she you know, stopped it before it even began, even though I wouldn't have went through with it. But I'm curious, you know, when I heard the directors talking about, you know, Scandinavian politeness, if that's something that's different, you know, maybe people in the US like me, my wife, maybe we have our guards up a little bit more. And maybe we're not yeah, as open to doing, you know, just randomly meeting a couple and then meeting up later. Uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, there's probably... I don't know if it's just a social thing or, um, yeah, cultural difference, but I'm sure there's people here in America that are more willing to give, you know, a couple a chance, you know, like in that situation, they would have called the guy or whatever, maybe someone different, someone other than me would have called him. But that's just a side story I thought of when I was thinking about this movie. And I'm sure the guy was nice, but it's just funny to look back on. So what I liked about the movie, I think the movie shot really well. I think the actors all give a really good performance. It's kind of a slow burn. I'm not the biggest, you know, fan of slow burn horror thriller films. But yeah, it's a slow burn. It does pick up at the end. I remember at one point, just because I was watching this a little bit late, um, I did pause it and was curious, oh, how much time? I knew it was around like 90 minutes. It's a little over 90 minutes. Actually, it's 97 minutes. And I remember looking... And I was like, I wonder how far I am. And I remember thinking I was at least halfway, maybe, you know, two thirds of the way through. And I clicked pause and I was only like 25, 30 minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I still have like an, over an hour left. And so, yeah, that kind of just shows that it is kind of a slow burn, at least for me. 
but I kind of have lower <laughs> um, toleration for slow burns. But yeah, the movie does work. And I like the, like I said, the cinematography, um, the cinematographer is Eric Moberg Hansen. I thought he did a really good job, a lot of really good shots and the way it's edited. And I liked how, at least in the beginning, the first, you know, two thirds before we actually get to the horror, um, there's a lot of like inaudible dialogue scenes. So we see like the couple interacting and talking, but we don't hear them in like that montage as well earlier when we see them, the uh, Danish couple, when they're back at like their apartment back in Denmark, we see them going through their lives, but we see a lot of scenes of all, everyone kind of talking and going through the motions and both scenes when the Dutch couple are interacting with uh, the Danish couple or when the Danish couple is home alone. But long story short, there's a lot of inaudible uh, dialogue. So with music, like sinister music in the background. So I thought that was kind of cool, kind of leading up. And again, basically telling us that we're in a horror movie. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. That doesn't happen at the end. And at the end, it's pretty straightforward. And maybe a little bit of like music at the end. There's a, like kind of like a softer score. And not as sinister, I guess you could say, when all that horrific stuff is happening. But we again it's almost like you're there and you hear just like nature in the background when they're standing out there in the cold and it makes it even more awkward and tense um so i have some plot holes or at least i was thinking of some plot holes when thinking of this movie and i try not to dig too deep because at the end of the day i know it's a movie and it can't be perfect but i was i just kind of had some questions <laughs> and i was just thinking of this couple this dutch couple uh patrick and karen who are married in real life the two actors which i thought was cool but I guess I shouldn't say who they're played by, too. I haven't given them a shout-out. So Patrick's played by uh, Fidja Van Hewitt, and his wife Karen is played by Karina Smolders. And again, I believe they're married in real life. They give a really good performance, especially Patrick. He kind of toes the line of being overbearing and um, somewhat sinister to just, oh, I'm just a regular guy. There's another scene where, like I said, he talks about he's a doctor in the beginning, and then later, towards the end, when they're talking, um, something happens to Luis, and he's like, oh, Patrick, you're a doctor. You could help, you know, I think she something happens. Nothing major, but he's like, I'm not a doctor. Like, he forgot he told that, and then they're like, oh, what do you do to work? And he's like, nothing, I don't work. I don't believe in working. And again, another kind of red flag, you know, how do they own this house and travel and all this without working? But that leads to my question is, what is this couple doing, <laughs> basically? Are they just straight-up sociopaths? Which I guess at the end of the day, they are. But I was just kind of maybe just wanted a little bit more because when the guy shows up in the van, this, again, the fact that he's involved, this middle-aged um, babysitter, why is he involved in this situation? I thought maybe there was some kind of... Um, basically like child uh slavery ring going on here where yeah they were like gonna sell the kids that they you know they killed the parents and then sold the kids off or something but no they because in all the pictures and then young abel and then at the end of the movie it seems like they kill the parents the dutch couple they kill the parents and then they just take the kid they probably kill the kid they use a kid to lure another couple to come over and then they kill basically the parents their current kid and then take the new kid cut out their tongue so they can't say anything and then pretty much uh, raise them or kind of take them into their home for another year until they do this again and repeat the cycle. But I just found just overthinking it, but just kind of at the end of the day, I'm just like, why, you know, are they just straight up sociopaths and do this for fun? And when he goes into the attic and sees all the pictures, which there's a lot of them, they have been doing this for a while and they have murdered 
I'm assuming a lot of couples and a lot of kids. So like I said, at the end of the day, like, why are they doing this? I thought maybe for a split second one, that white creepy uh, kidnapper van showed up. Maybe they were like selling the kids off and yeah, doing something really grotesque with that. But no, it seems like they're raising them themselves and just putting them into their care, taking them into their home and raising them and then luring another couple into murder. Maybe they like playing the game pretty much of like he said at the end, like, oh, you let us do this. Because like from the beginning, and there's a lot of scenes where like yeah, they're kind of taking over, you know, bossing this couple around, and even bossing young young Angus around, pretty much foreshadowing that they're gonna be her parents at the end of this movie in the future. So yeah, I just was curious about this couple, but I guess we just have to chalk it up that they're just crazy sociopaths that just <laughs> murder people, and that's just what they're gonna continue to do when we see them again on holiday with young Angus as their daughter. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to do this again, basically meet up with another couple and lure them in. It's just really gross <laughs> and disgusting. And the fact that they cut off the kid's tongue, like I said, that scene, if you're, you know, into body horror, yeah, that really works. It's really gross. And really, like I said, made me kind of squirm on my couch and kind of my jaw dropped on the ground, basically. <laughs> and uh, one last thing I was thinking was the couple before we end this, the Danish couple, my last nitpick was like, I don't know, I guess if I went into that situation and I was at the end of the, you know, I was at the end of this movie, the husband, the dad, I would have put up way more of a fight because all they have on them is a pair of scissors, Karen, that she uses to cut out Angus's tongue. But I don't believe they have a gun on them or anything. And even if they did, I mean, you're talking about life and death at this situation, you know, getting in the car with them, nothing good. You saw the pictures. You saw that they killed young Abel. This wasn't going to turn out good. You weren't, when he says, you know, if you come with us and follow, you know, do as we say, it'll turn out okay. No, it's not. You got to attack him right there and then or punch him. I don't know. Do something. And when Luis, I don't want to get on her, but when that guy comes up from behind and kind of grabs her, um, yeah, bite him. Do something. Don't just let Karen grab your daughter and then, you know, take out her tongue and cut it out. It was just like, come on, guys, put up more. If I know Patrick punched him a few times, but again, life and death, you got to put up more of a fight, more of a struggle. Smack. <laughs> I was going to say smack him, but while he's driving, attack him, do some, they didn't have them restrained or anything. And even once the daughter, I know they were in shock and when that uh, babysitter took the daughter off into the van and drove away. I know they were in shock and probably was just like, it's over now we're done. But they couldn't fight and find her, but they didn't. They just, you know, went outside the car. They stripped down naked. What do you think's going to happen then? You, Like I said, you got to fight them, attack them. They weren't like huge, scary, you know, um, big people or anything by any means, this Dutch couple. They're like middle-aged, <laughs> average size. Uh, yeah, they could have took them on basically. And especially Louise, she kind of looked athletic. And yeah, she could have probably took Karen on. That was just a little bit of a nitpick <laughs> at the end of the day. I'm just like, why didn't they put up more of a struggle, more of a fight? They kind of just, yeah, kind of went out with a whimper, to be honest. They didn't protect their daughter too well. And then at the end, yeah, they could have fought and got away and tried to find her or something. I don't know. But again, I don't want to nitpick too much, though, because uh, you could do that with any movie. So that just kind of gets a little bit annoying. I always get annoyed when people nitpick too much, so I don't want to do it too much but I just had those thoughts in my head so I just had to say if I was being honest I guess with the movie but overall so at the end of the day I gave it a three out of five on letterbox I think it's a well-made movie I think it's good um, I think it's effective it's again disturbing 
it gets his point across. It makes you very uncomfortable. You sit with it. You think about it for, you know, days after watching, at least I did. And this movie is getting really good reviews, probably better reviews than what I gave it a three out of five. I think on Letterboxd, like a three and a half. And, you know, it's got like an 80 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a high IMDb score for, especially for a horror thriller film and a foreign film. Yeah, it's got really good reviews. A lot of people are talking about this movie. So I think I'm a little bit in the minority with my complaints. And one last thing too, as much as I like a good disturbing movie, maybe it's just, you know, where I'm at today and what's going on post COVID or just, yeah, at this stage in my life. I remember if I watched this film years ago, when I was really watching a lot of like disturbing movies, I would have ate this up and I would have been praising it and telling people to watch it because there was a period yeah, where I was watching a lot of disturbing films and, you know, it was high art to me and <laughs> I just really wanted the feel, the feels and I liked what it made me feel. Now, you know, maybe, like I said, it's just, maybe it was just the night I watched it or just this time in my life. I'm kind of like, ah, you know, did I need that? <laughs> was it too disturbing? Was it too bleak? Was it, yeah, doing it on purpose and not, you know, I guess organically, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I was just thinking like maybe it was just too bleak and disturbing and maybe the director and writer were going for that, like maybe too much. They were trying to have like shock value just so people would talk about the movie. Like I guess, and that's what I meant more by that. It didn't happen organically to where it was like, wow, that was really disturbing at the end of the day and built up because it kind of does happen really quick at the end of the movie. I hope I'm making somewhat sense. But yeah, so even though I did enjoy this movie, like I said, a three out of five, a lot of that is more because I think the movie is really well made. I think it's well acted. It's well shot. And it's effective in being disturbing and bleak. But, you know, with ratings, it would have been higher, I guess, if I would have enjoyed it more. And I guess this time with a disturbing horror movie, I was a little bit at the end of the day, like, did I need to put myself through that? And I still, again, had somewhat of plot hole. You know, I was thinking of the plot holes at the end of the day, too, which I don't want to do, but I couldn't help it. And with the couple, I just couldn't really root for them, the Danish couple and just their actions, especially at the end of the movie, just them kind of going out with a whimper and not standing up for themselves and fighting. I just kind of <sighs> was a little disappointed in them. But that's going to be it. <laughs> so that is the movie. I didn't expect to talk too long about this movie. I thought I would kind of do a quick, like, 20-minute review. I seem to be going a little bit longer than I expected. But, yeah, that's it. So that is Speak No Evil, currently streaming here in the U.S. on Shudder. Um, I don't think – I'm not sure if it's available in other countries, if it's, you know, available VOD or if it will be on Shudder eventually. But, yeah, if you've listened to this and you haven't checked it out but it sounds like something you want to watch, keep an eye out for it. And, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this podcast episode. So I'm just going to quickly plug my letterbox and Twitter. That's at KJ Steiner, all one word. I'll leave it in the description. Give me a follow there on Letterbox. Um, I'm starting to watch some more movies. Now, I kind of took a little bit of a break, but now that it's starting to get somewhat into Halloween season, I've been watching a little bit more movies. So, yeah, check me out there when I'm watching. Follow me there. I usually always give a follow back, too. And then follow me on Twitter at KJ Steiner as well. I'm not too active on there, but I am on there retweeting and 
doing stuff there here and there, <laughs> but I am on there. So yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. I hope to be back soon with another episode. I know there's some movies coming out now, and now that we're getting into almost October, there should be some more horror thriller films. After that, I plan on doing more maybe some dramas that are coming out since it'll be a little bit somewhat of like Oscar season coming along. So some foreign films that maybe not are not so much thrillers or horrors. I might be talking about those movies as well in the future, but that's months ahead. So thank you again for the listen. I hope everyone has a good rest of the week and I will check you guys out very soon. Bye-bye.